T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning and we're pleased to be joined by Connecticut State Trooper Stephanie Cordes of the Recruitment and Selections Unit of the State Police. The agency has the Help Wanted sign out. So she is here to talk with us about their recruitment effort and the qualities that make a good state trooper. Good morning to you, Trooper Cortez. Good morning, Aaron. So tell us, how many troopers are you looking for? There really is no specific number. We're looking for as many qualified people as we can get. Um, Obviously, the rumors are true. We're facing a mass retirement along with most of the other agencies in the state. And we really need some dedicated and hardworking people that are going to be able to fill those slots. Now, you're working toward an October 26th deadline for this particular recruitment effort. Tell us how things have been going. So far, so good. Um, My counterparts and I have been making quite a dedicated effort um, for this specific recruitment period. We've been traveling all over the state. Um, to different towns, visiting other police departments, speaking with various different community members. Um, And we're just trying to really put our faces and our names out there and ask people to join us because at the end of the day, this is a really rewarding career. Um, It helps you set yourself up for your future. And there's just so much that people don't know about us. So it's really nice to be able to, you know, go out there and kind of have the interactions and let people hear from our perspectives and how the agency has treated us along the years so far. How does the process of becoming a trooper work? So there are specific areas that we have to go through. The first section is the actual application period. So like you said before, our application period is open until midnight on October 26th of this year. Um, Once that area is cleared up, All applicants are going to be given referral questions, which will be released November 1st. Um, It takes place of our written assessment. We no longer have a written assessment, which is a pretty nice thing for a lot of people. A lot of people have stressed about our written assessment. Um, It was very, very tedious. I remember when I took it, it was pretty difficult in certain sections, but Um, Now that they have referral questions, I think this would be a very easy way for people to just, 
you know, get through what they need to get through so that they can move on to the next portion, which is going to be our physical fitness assessment. Um, This is one of the most important and crucial parts of our process because candidates have to take and pass our physical fitness assessment that measures our muscular strength, our cardiovascular endurance, and our flexibility. Um, We also allow some people to bring in their chip cards. Um, So that's accepted with us, or you can take our own physical agility tests, which is free. Um, The chip card does require payment, but it allows people and affords them the opportunity for them to go on their own time so that they could make sure that they can hit those deadlines at an appropriate time. Once we pass the physical agility assessment, we move on to our polygraph examination. So this is where it discusses, you know, employment history, your driving history, any medical history and finances, um, any legal possession or use of drugs and narcotics, whatever criminal activity there is. If you were prior military, um, your use of alcohol, anything that's really personal, um, it just allows us to show what type of conduct in these fields that you're going to be placed in. So right here, we're looking for your honesty and your integrity and your ability to hold yourself accountable for your actions over the years. Once we move on past the polygraph, that's when we start going into our background investigation where you'll meet one-on-one with your own background investigator and there'll be a very comprehensive review of your employment, your education, your prior training, um, any other criminal aspects and your motor vehicle and credit history. We then move on to another portion, which is our psychological evaluation. And this is a combination of written tests and interviews, and it just determines your suitability for employment in law enforcement. And lastly, we move on to our medical evaluation. And that's just a physical examination to make sure that your body can tolerate the demanding training that we do go through. And it also involves our drug screening. And if you are fortunate enough to pass all six of those steps, you will be invited to attend our state police academy, which is located in Meriden. So roughly how long does the the entire process take from the application to getting through all of those steps and entering the academy? We like to say it takes approximately six to nine months. Um, Like I described, you can even hear from the descriptions of each step. It's a very tedious process to go through. Um, I remember it actually took two and a half years when I first got onto the job. And if you speak with other troopers, they'll tell you the same thing. Now, the fact that it's moved to six to nine months, because we do want to make sure we get those classes in, in a timely manner. Um, We try to move a little quicker and a little bit more efficiently. So um, it does still take a good amount of time, but you know, if you're willing to put in the work and keep up with us and put yourself to dedicate yourself to this type of process, it's, it goes by very quickly. Now, after you, you get through all of those steps and you enter the academy, what's the process of getting trained and getting out on the road as a trooper on your own? So the academy is approximately seven months. I know when I went through, it was 30 weeks of very long days and very long nights. Um, you wake up in the morning at five o'clock and you do not go to bed until 11 o'clock at night. You are going through various steps in your training, which includes physical agilities, because again, that is a crucial part of our job is to be physically fit. 
you go through a lot of academic training, um, which is really great because you see different types of aspects of what our agency brings. Not only do you learn how to become a police officer, but you also get exposed to the different types of units that our agency has to offer, um, the different types of experience from other troopers and sergeants and lieutenants and other command staff that come in and they introduce themselves and introduce their work and um, kind of give you that little idea of where you can take your career. Um, the academy is one, obviously, the most crucial part of your training because that's where you're learning, but it's where your reputation begins. It's where you really try to determine who you are and if you are fit for this job, which obviously this job isn't for everyone, and it's very well respected if you did not want to continue doing this job. But while you're in the academy, you're working on little to no sleep, you're holding yourself accountable for actions, you're pushing through and showing your determination to make sure that you can handle what we have, um, handle what we need to do. You're learning, so you have to make sure you keep on top of academics, you have to be able to um, prioritize certain aspects of academy life because that is all going to come down to when you're finally released onto the road. Um, you also are going to be taught how to drive and how to use a firearm and you have to pass certain evolutions. So any type of use of force that we have, we do have to be exposed to it because you need to know exactly what you're going to be dealing with while you're in the outside world. The academy is what we call a safe and controlled environment. So although you're under high stress um, and a lot of intensity, it really is just an area for you to learn and to grow and to become the best version of yourself you can be until you get on the road and you can apply all of that academic. In terms of the physical requirements, how physically fit do you have to be? Do you have to be like Dwayne Johnson or Jacqueline Lane, or or can you not be someone who who is in the gym every day? I mean, you don't have to be the rock. I'll tell you that. You don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be someone who has a 12-pack on his stomach or her stomach. Um, you do have to be physically fit. And I know that depends on the body of the person. You should be able to run six miles easily. And that's what we try to tell people when we're out there recruiting. Don't just try to follow the standard pre-requirements um, that are listed for our physical agility test. So if people go to our website at Be a Connecticut Trooper, you get a list of the physical requirements that are needed to pass our physical agility testing. Don't just settle for those requirements. Don't just settle for the quickest and easiest way out. Again, I mentioned being the best version of yourself, and that means physically. So instead of just running that mile and a half, you should aim for three to six miles. You should be able to do that, no problem. A lot of troopers have trained. I know that I personally have trained running. I was able to run a, a good amount of miles and I would do it with a heavy vest on as well um, because you're going to be running with a vest and a gun belt on. You're gonna have those additional 30 to 40 pounds on your body. You need to be able to carry that weight around you all the time. Um, a lot of people struggle with sit-ups. Something that people say, oh, that's basic. If you're doing 40 sit-ups in a minute, it hurts. Your entire body is working with you. You should be able to push out 50 to 60 sit-ups in a minute. Push-up wise, I've seen people push out over 70 push-ups in a minute. 
you know, you need to set goals. You need to make sure you could handle yourself as well as being able to handle other people. Um, lifting is a really great way to build up that muscular strength and your endurance your endurance is huge. So you need to be able to sprint very quickly. You need to be able again, to run long distances without stopping because uh, you're not going to stop in the middle of a dog track when you're trying to keep up with a German shepherd, who's running at 15 miles an hour and you're lacking behind and you have to run three miles total. You know, you can't just stop because you're tired or, you know, you just don't want to go anymore. You have to push yourself past those limits and you in the academy specifically, you have to show improvement in your physical capabilities because you're going to be tested on that. We need to see that you are improving and you are sticking to the standards that are there. Because if we, everyone on this job is set to a certain standard, we have to hold ourselves to those standards because we need to be able to go out there and help people. You're listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Trooper Stephanie Cordes with the Recruitment and Selections Unit of the Connecticut State Police. They have a recruitment campaign underway, which wraps up on October 26th. Now, you mentioned the the polygraph component of the the process. Does a prior run-in with the law necessarily take you out of the running to be a state trooper? No. So a lot of people are bring up that question pretty often. Um, what we tell people is, you know, first of all, in your polygraph, you have to be 100 and completely honest in this position that we're in. Again, our reputation, our ability to be truthful is crucial. When you are brought into court, you are expected to testify. You cannot testify if you are a liar. And that's, as simple as that. But going back to the polygraph, you know, we want to make sure you're free from any felony charges or class A and B misdemeanors. And I know that's pretty confusing to people. A lot of people don't know what a class A or B misdemeanor is. Um, For future reference, people can actually refer to the Connecticut State Penal Code, which is if you Google it, it'll be listed there and you can refer yourself to all of those uh, different types of misdemeanors and felonies that we have. Um, so just some examples of what a class A misdemeanor is, is a certain type of assault. So assault in the third degree, a certain type of threatening, unlawful restraint, misuse of the 911 system. And some other types of class B misdemeanors are certain criminal mischiefs and larcenies. And that just depends on um, the value of how much was taken or how much was damaged. So if you have one of those, you need not apply. Yeah. You know, we need someone who is going to be in good standing with the department. We need someone who is going to have a great moral character. And that's a huge thing. Again, people from the outside world are relying on you, you know, and if you have these disqualifiers, you know, it's it's not suitable for this position specifically. I know one of the priorities is creating a diverse state police force. How do you go about doing that? Are, are you using new methods to try and recruit troopers? So actually in our office is a pretty diverse group of people um, who are doing the recruiting, including myself. Um, I'm a Hispanic female, so I tend to, you know, speak well with the Hispanic community. And we kind of use our own cultures 
to draw the interest of other people. And with that being said, you know, these events that we go to, we travel all over the state. It's not just events for uh, events for recruiting. It's events for community interaction. And that is a very crucial part of our job as well. Um, so with recruiting and community interaction events, like I said, we've been going all over the state, anywhere from Bridgeport to Hartford, New Britain, Enfield. Um, we're going down to New Haven or Andover. We're doing events in Mansfields. Um, we're speaking on women's panels. I actually just visited a um, technical high school in Hartford, AI Prince Tech, um, which is a very diverse high school. And it was phenomenal speaking just with high schoolers in general and letting them know, you know, there's so much opportunity out there for you and for people, you know, like us who are culturally different. Um, and we all bring something very fresh, very new, um, and very interesting to the table. And we can utilize that to our advantage. So when we go out to these community interactions or we set up our recruiting booth at any event that we go to, whether it's for high schoolers, for veterans, for um, kids, we do a lot of back to school events for kids. Uh, we've had you know, members of um, the National Asian Peace Officers Association go out to California. Um, we just do so many of these events that so we can speak to these groups of people and let them know what we offer, what opportunities they have, how to pursue these opportunities, how to keep yourself on the straight and narrow path um, and make sure that, you know, you provide yourself the option to have this as a career and set this self for your future. Talk a little more about the range of jobs available within the state police. I suspect a lot of people might think about only, you know, being out on patrol and investigating crimes, but it's much more than that. Oh, so much more. It's not just about writing tickets. It's not just about criminal investigations or accident investigations. There's just so much that, that this agency offers. And there's so much that I still continue to learn about what we have as an agency. Um, obviously, we have the selections and recruitment unit, which is a very large part of the agency because we are the people that go out and do the recruiting or go out and post our media post and go to the high schools, we have our major crimes unit. So a lot of people come up and tell me that they want to be a detective. Well, guess what? You can be in this agency. We have large amounts of major crime um, troopers in all three of our districts. We have canine officers, and that is a, another really appealing um, part of our agency. We have our narcotics division, our um, computer crimes division. We have our motor vehicle, our traffic services unit, um, our motorcycle unit. That is another thing. Those right now they're actually in Maine training and those are top notch guys over there who could do some unthinkable things with a motorcycle. Um, we have, you know, our emergency services unit, our aviation unit, there's just so much that we have. We have a dive team. There's honestly anything you think of, auto theft, everything that you could possibly think of, we have a position for it. Now, is there a typical path for a new trooper once they graduate from the academy? Like in any job, I suspect you have to pay your dues. Does that mean, you know, being on the midnight shift or something like that? 
So once you graduate the academy, you'll be assigned to a troop um, and you'll go through your field training period and you'll get exposure to all three of the shifts that we have, a day shift, evening shift, and our midnight shift. Along with that, you know, you'll eventually be placed on one of those shifts and you will be afforded the opportunity eventually once you, you know, have a little bit more time on to pick which shift you want. If it is on the midnight shift, then it's on the midnight shift. This job, you have to take and roll with the punches. You just have to continue on, um, you know, and make the best of each and every shift or, you know, each and every year that you're on this job because you will constantly be learning new things. 911 never stops. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter what shift you're on, you're going to be busy doing something. Um, my b- advice for new troopers or prospective troopers is, you know, make sure you build your reputation and you do it in a respectful and honest and dedicated way. You have 25 years of this. I have 22 left and it's still a long time. Um, I've been told by many people that it's going to go by very quickly and I hope it does, but you know, you have to take a moment to just reflect on what the needs of the agency are and what the needs of what you want in your career. Um, The other biggest piece of advice I have to give is that the community is the backbone of this entire state. We need to be able to appease the needs of the community and be willing to help them out with any type of event. I know that for me specifically, I never thought I would end up in the position that I am now. I originally started off at Troopell in Litchfield, which is in the western side of the state. Um, It is known as a country troop. So um, I dealt with a variety of different incidents. Um, And I've learned a lot. I had a lot of really amazing mentors over there as I started. And I was given so much advice and just told, you know, invest your money smartly, work hard, set up a goal, learn what the agency has to offer and take advantage of it. And I did. I met great community leaders um, where I am a liaison for Troop L with our Litchfield County Opiate Task Force because the opiate crisis is and will always be a really large part of our day-to-day lives. Um, I was able to go through a ton of academics where I became an instructor for fair and impartial policing, or um, I learned different nonviolent techniques um, by other great instructors And now here I am three years later in the recruitment office, and I'm able to share my story, share my experience, and provide as much advice as I can for people who want to join this job and be a part of something really great. Now, if people are interested in becoming a trooper, where should they start? Start with applying. Absolutely start with applying. Um, I said it before, beaconnecticuttrooper.com is our website and it has all the information that you need. It tells you everything from um, what the department is looking for, the process in great detail, the benefits that there are, and there are a ton of benefits. Um, And then it also talks about things that could possibly disqualify you or not disqualify you. Um, We just modified our tattoo policy, which is a huge thing. So now you are allowed to have tattoos as long as you comply with the policy that we have. And it's all listed there. The other thing is, if you are thinking about a career in law enforcement, 
you should be following us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, because we are constantly posting new information or events that we're going to be at. Um, we'll be going to some UConn football games and talking to some college students. We'll be going to high schools. We even had coffee with a cop at our headquarters, and we were able to meet with a ton of people who came out just by seeing a simple Instagram post. And we were able to just meet with people and talk with people and reflect with people. If you see a trooper, go up to the trooper and ask him or her questions speak with them. They're great people. Everyone in this agency is a great person. They all bring something different to this table. It's all about you wanting to go out there and make the effort and show us that you want to join us. And ideally, how big a, a class are you hoping to uh, to start in the in the academy after this recruiting process? As many viable candidates as we can get. All right. She is Trooper Stephanie Cortez from the Recruitment and Selections Unit of the Connecticut State Police. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupek. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.